Previously on Rogue Roleplay. Hey, any luck with the dragon? Yes, uh, much luck, actually. We took one of its eyes. But it's still there, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of. Uh, I would say about 97% of it is still there. I I appreciate trying, but... And we're gonna go ahead and go across the uh, sea. There's mining jobs there, and it's, you know, dragonless. We're just gonna hope we can make it through the forest. We're headed through that forest as well. We've heard some some ruckus is going on in there. We could probably escort y'all in there. Might be a little safer. That would be great, actually. Mint Cove will just be off limits for now because Mint Cove has a dragon. Oh god, guys, it's not good news. It's not none of his good news. I'm so happy to see you, though. I haven't seen anybody since I left you. What? What happened, Frankie? Bird's missing, and I tried to find other people, and there's. There's no one in this town. There's no one. My grandma's gone? Everyone is? As you're all approaching the house, you see the front door is just swinging open. Yikes. She's going to start crying, but also starting to transform. On the door frame of the front door, there is a small piece of neon green fabric. Wasn't there a drag queen that had neon green? Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and I just cut my finger making a sandwich. Oh. <laughs> Hi, my name is Katie, and I'm so happy you have a husband to take care of you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Brandon. I play Humphrey Evan after, and I have COVID. Oh. Oh, gee, same. Yeah. Twinsies. Twinsies. Are you getting really depressed from it? No, I just, like, thought I'd be the survivor, you know? I thought it was going to be the last man. Instead, it's me! (laughs) I'm Tisha, and I play Edith Wins Thereafter, and aspire to inspire before you expire. Oh, Slay the day. Slay the day. Slay the day. Hi, I'm Danity Kane, and please give it to me, because I'm worth it. Nice. (laughs) Nice. But can you work it? (laughs) That's Missy Elliott. We don't know her yet. We should put that on our next track. <laughs> It'll be called Shemamanamana. <laughs> so for this episode, we are not going to do a question. We're going to talk about the level ups that occurred two episodes ago that we just forgot to talk about last episode. So we're going to talk about it this time. Nice. Due to a quiz that we had during the 100th episode, you were all able to level up. And Brandon, since you won, you got to level up twice. Whoop, whoop. So that brings you all up to level 11, except Brandon, you're at level 12 now. So what changed about your characters? Let's start with Edith. Oh, sure. She gained three hit points. She, her channel divinity turn, uh, not to turn, but the destroy undead went up to CR2. So anything that's CR2, it will just immediately be destroyed. Ooh. Okay. And she got a six level spell slot. Ooh. And I added, nice. I added another spell Okay. called Word of Recall. You know, she's all about 
like let's get the f out of here kind of <laughs> thing yeah I mean, fair enough it's good to be prepared yeah anything can happen we learned anything <laughs> thing is possible yeah speaking of anything is possible cleo <laughs> what's changed with your character oh yeah sore um i now have a thing called fey reinforcements and uh, whenever I cast Summon Fae, I can modify it so that it doesn't require concentration. Also, it does not cost me a spell slot. Oh. And then, um, also, I got some new spells as well. Um, and hey. uh, one of them is Windwall, uh, giving very much Inuyasha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I can use a Windwall to like stop things from hitting people, and it also does damage. Also, I got a thing called Protection from Energy. So for the duration, the willing creature you touch has resistance to one damage type of your choice, such as Acid. Acid, yeah. <laughs> I already have that spell. Oh my god, Tisha, this word of recall is exactly what we needed. <laughs> it is. It's a it shame is. we went to fight it so early. It is. That is correct. So yeah, I can like totes like now protect us from acid or whatever. So nice. All right, Cherry, what changed with your character? Almost nothing. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, starting at I just have something called relentless rage. So starting at eleventh level, um, my rage can keep you fighting despite grievous wounds. If I drop to zero hit points while I'm raging and don't die outright, I can make a DC ten Constitution saving throw. If I succeed, I drop to one hit point instead. And each nice. time okay. I use this feature, after I use the first, the DC increases by five. When I finish a short rest or long rest, the DC resets to ten. Okay. So I'm assuming it becomes harder and harder to get myself back from Yeah, that makes sense. Grievous harm the longer I've been fighting. Still could be very helpful. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. We inevitably fight that dragon again. Yes, yes. You'll, you'll have to go back at some point, right? <laughs> How about our double level, mm. Brandon Humphrey? Mm. I took um, both levels in Fighter for nice. Humphrey. So now they have a bunch more health, and they hit. Oh, boy, they hit. Nice. Um, with my Eldritch, whatever the fuck it's called, Eldritch Invocation, I can I hit twice per swing, and now as a fighter, I get two attack actions. So I hit four times per hit. Oh. Yeah. Big hits. Nice. Lovely. That's going to be a challenge. Let's yeah. go oh, and I dragon. took a, a feat when I leveled up, so now I have a lot more health. <laughs> nice. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also important because that dragon almost did take you out too. It's true. Yeah. Awesome. We got through that very quickly. It's how long our intros are supposed to take. <laughs> ten, uh, ten minutes of silence. Then. <laughs> sixteen. Yeah, we're usually about sixteen minutes. Wait, I had a question and I totally forgot what it was. Okay. Great. Great. Wow. <laughs> okay. Let's wait. wait. Let's wait for Katie to remember yeah, do you something. Want us to pause wait. for that? <laughs> Everyone sit in silence and wait until Katie thinks of it. Okay, can we not be so shady? It was like, if something, you did something. Was this aimed at somebody? I don't think so. I think someone said something, and I'm like, oh, if something, not useful whatsoever. Okay. Great. If something. If you know what Katie was thinking of, please send us a DM. Um, we would appreciate that. You find my marbles. You can mail them to me. That was so cute. 
<gasps> Thanks. <laughs> oh. Okay, then we can get into our episode. I'm glad you guys have all these new fun things with these level ups. And that means that I'm going to be putting enemies at a high enough challenge rating for you. Mm, sure. Dragon. No. <laughs> oh my god, we get to the other cave and the dragon's like, what the fuck? I just moved here. <laughs> Where we last left off, you've started to get some clues that can be pieced together. You realize that there's some connection between what's going on in the fairy world and what happened at the drag show. You've learned that the habitants of Violet Arbors are nowhere to be found, including Frankie's bird friend slash lover. And also, as a reminder, there were clues from Anamik about bountiful and lucrative items, and you know where Cherry's item is, and maybe that'll help you piece it together. I've already been getting some messages on Discord about it, which is super exciting. You do have a lot of things that you can start putting together, and it did feel like you're on the brink of something last time. Also in Cherry's grandmother's house, the house looked pristine, minus a piece of neon green fabric. Tisha did remember that neon green fabric was used to fix one of the dresses at the drag show. You just couldn't quite remember who it was. Didn't I fix the drag queen? You dress? you did, yeah. So and you yeah. purposely used but you neon like purposely green made it fucked up because because it help. didn't match. But they were like, oh, this is my thing. I don't match. Wasn't that Romy and Michelle? Was it? It was. No. Uh, I did message in the Discord between last session and this session. And I saw that. Hold on. Let me go to it. I saw that Gerwolf had said I figured it out. And so I responded to them and I said, what's the answer? And they said, magic. I'm going to stay quiet because I went back and listened to it. So I'm cheating technically. Can I roll high enough <laughs> and recall in my memory something, Christopher? I don't think that's cheating. I think, Brandon, if yeah. you know it, then we don't have to roll for it. It's like, not you cheating can, because you it's our own it memory and we're just having bad memory. This is your memories. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't mean you figured out all of it. You figured out one thing. From going back to listen, so yes, I wrote a nat twenty on an insight. on your own memory. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Hacked into the matrix because I have advantage brain. on insight checks. So I look at this green thing, and then I turn into Raven Simone, and I say, "If you could gaze into the future." <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Who was it? It was Gay Homo Drifter. It was Gay Homo Drifter. That's what I thought. That's the dress I repaired. Yes. Yes. And they yep. sang Thank by Aretha Franklin, which mm-hmm. is a good, we should have, like, you know, taken that as a pointer because Think. And then they performed magic as their talent. What was the magic that they performed? Ah, uh, magic. They made themselves disappear and reappear. I bet they went into the fairy world. But... I will say, okay, so the red lipstick message that said, glad you liked the flowers, stay kind. And it was given to, did we know who it was given to? Was that given to Romy and Michelle? There was no note on the flowers. They were just left in the dressing room. But I think you guys can understand it was left for Cleo. Mm. Glad you liked the flowers. Or at least you believe they were left for Cleo. Like you feel that there was a draw to it, Cleo. 
Stay kind. I have a disease where as soon as I am asked to think, my brain disappears. <laughs> so. <laughs> Does anyone have like a locate person or locate creature or something? Mm, I mean, I can give you some bonuses like guidance and stuff. Can we use like a survival check or something to look for? Because if they're wearing the dress still, they're probably still wearing the whole outfit, right? So maybe look for heel prints in the dirt. That's a great idea. Can we do an investigation check for that? Let's do it. Okay, I have advantage on that tour. 16. I got an 18. Yes, slay mother. Can I roll a nature check outside to see if there's any, like, plants or anything? My investigation's just really bad. Yeah, I was going to say I rolled 11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well let's, let's let Humphrey and Cleo find heel prints in the dirt. And they're leading off into the forest. In like a northeast direction. And actually, since you know the map, Cleo, you know northeast of Violet Arbors is where you previously mapped out where the fairy godmother's house is. It's also where the king resides in Ebony North on the other side of the river. So you're in that same direction. Will, we have found the tricks of this individual. And it seems that they're headed towards the fairy godmother's home. I think that we should find, and we should go that direction, and see if we can find this person. Do you agree? And I'm asking everyone because I don't want to make a decision, because I don't want to get, you know, yelled at again. <laughs> or make the decision and, and kill everyone. Were we escorting? What happened to everybody else? Yeah. They joined you in Violet Arbors. They've currently just set up in the abandoned houses to just take shelter. We just kind of side-quested to see if my grandma was still alive, and she isn't. <laughs> well, she might be alive. She's not here. So they've just been, like, taking care of themselves while you're doing your thing. So what they do will kind of depend on what you want to do. You can always talk to Dickie Jensen and find out. Like, the direction of the heels goes further into the dense forest, so Dickie Jensen and his crew are probably not going to follow you. But, like, they'll reside in Violet Arbors. They'll just hang out until you tell them what's next. Also, there's no way to get to Vermilion Ledge across the river from going into the forest so i need this map again i'm sorry hold on yeah it's an in-game note so you can find it in there it's also on our discord and twitter and instagram and i have my dm notes on mine so i can't give you mine lol i'm just gonna pin it so we are at violet arbors yes yes okay so we have to go northeast so we're not going to cream cove cave Mm -hmm. cream cave well but that's where uh, through Cream Cave or by Cream Cave into Vermilion Ledge is where the dude that's with us once is right. trying to go. I pull out my Enchiridion and I show it to Cherry. And I say, Cherry, we have a little bit of an issue. I understand that your grandmother is missing. And I look at everyone directly and I say, we will follow your lead and watch your think is best for your. If we were to find your grandmother... It would put us directly out of the way in getting these miners to where they need to be. And if we do the other, then it might put us in a predicament where we are too late to find your grandmother. What do you propose, sweet door? And I'm leaving it in her hands. It's up to you, little girl. Oh. (laughs) Chris, can I roll... Is there like an intuition... I um, need a vibe. Does that make 
does that make sense? Like, Cherry has lived here. She has gut instincts. And when it comes to big decisions like this, this is how I make decisions personally. Like, what's my gut feeling? That's based on her grandmother, what she knows about her grandma, what she knows about her mom, what she knows about her world, what she knows about how she could have disappeared. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not like wisdom, but like. I mean, who is your character? Like, how much did she care about her like grandmother? Wisdom, like, it, would she risk everything in the world to save her kind of thing? Her grandma's an adult, <laughs> right. too, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Yes. Yeah, but you so are all that... these people we're escorting. I mean, fair enough. Frankie said he talked to your mom, so you know your mom's fine. So, like, if you want to make contact with someone in your family, mm. you know your mom's there. But that's kind of like an opposite direction of these heels. It is a direction where you can get the miners to go where you want them to go. It's just a different trek. Yeah, but that's like a huge detour. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's going south to go north. Yeah. I don't know that there's a right way to go here is the thing. Yeah. And I also feel like Cherry's like, if I go home, my mom will keep me home. Ah. I'm done. I think Humphrey approaches our group of miners and uh, goes up to Dick. What's his name? Dickie Jensen. Dickie. Hey, uh, there has been a development. We have agreed to escort you outside this forest, but also a family member is in danger. We can and will escort you outside this forest, but it will be to the North Bridge. It will increase your travel time overall, but we can get you safely out of this forest. Or you could take the South Route, which might be faster, but we won't be able to help escort you. Yeah. No, I think Cherry is going to want to go after her grandma, but maybe as like a side quest, like maybe take a couple people. Everyone camps out here. Or like we spend the night and it's during the day that we go looking at that kind of thing. Like just to make sure that there's nothing that we're leaving behind. And then after like a day, we go. So when you say that, Florals and Springs immediately says... What about a scouting party? Mary Bay said you can go invisible. And I have quite a few spells in me, Austin. We can scout ahead. You and I can scout out where the footprints that we see. And possibly we don't do anything quite yet, but at least we can see where the footprints laid. I just don't want to abandon my grandma. And like, everyone knows where we're going. We're not going alone. Like, People know and are waiting for us to come back. Okay, who wants to go to help me find my grandma? I immediately raise my hand because I have the spells to keep you safe. I think in hearing all of this, Dickie Jensen is going to say, I understand family comes first, so uh, we'll take the safer route if you're not able to take us. And I'm sure we'll do okay for ourselves. Uh, We are going to camp out here for the night and go in the morning just to mitigate any unwanted nighttime disasters. I, I think getting us here was was very much help, and if you guys need to go handle your business, I understand. We'll do the same. I am only hoping to be gone long enough to figure out if my grandma really, really needs help, and we should be back, because to be honest, you're on the way to my mom, and at least my mom will know what to do about my grandma if I can't find out anything about her. All right, well, we'll hang out here for the day. Uh, We'll just use the uh, abandoned houses. We'll touch base when you get back. That's fine. Don't eat anything that you find. I'm just assuming that's something that we shouldn't do. Yeah, the the tea inside is cold. Oh. So it's not going to be good. 
Th- thanks for that. I won't eat anything. <laughs> With that being said, I immediately start throwing pink glitter and dust. And then I go up to Cherry and I rub her shoulder and I say, we got this loss. And then a cloud of pink glitter goes over her and I cast Pass Without Trace. Nice. In non-detection. Ah, okay. And she has plus 10 to any stealth check. And for non-detection, the target cannot be targeted by any divination magic. Okay, and she's also got invisibility from her robe. Mm-hmm. So, translucent mm. self. And then I look at Humphrey and Edith, and I say, are you all coming with us? Edith will look to Humphrey. Hey, buddy. So she's going to look at him. What does he look like? Has he become even more cookie? Like, what's his human to cookie ratio? I have used quite a bit of magic since last time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're at both eyes at this point, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's like at the both nipples point now? Yeah. <laughs> I think we've reached point nipple. Yeah. There you go. We're at a code nipple. Uh you know, I, I'm honestly at a loss as to what to do here. I, I know that finding Cherry's grandmother is, is important. Doesn't look like there was a struggle. Maybe she kind of went by her own accord. I, I'm At this point, I'm, I'm more inclined to try to f- figure out how to help Humphrey. Uh, no offense, Cherry. I, I, I love you, and I'm sure your grandmother is very nice. Well, if we had northeast... Nor- Hang on a second, I got this. If we head northeast, that is also the direction of the fair godmother. So it might be two pigeons, one gumdrop. Okay. I look at her and I say, Wheel, I doored it by Lave. That what we can do is have Cherry and I scope out the RAR. And then when we come back with reconnaissance, we will know exactly what's going on. And we will go from there. If you two don't come back and we go and we find a little wolf-shaped cookie, I don't think we'd be able to live with ourselves. Right. I think we're just going to come with you. We'll stay in the back. No offense, but we've almost died once thanks to your plan. Poor (laughs) Cherry barely made it out. So then I add them to my pass without trace. Okay. That works. Okay. We are just going to look, and as soon as there is something wrong, we're skedaddling. Not more than a couple hours. Uh, uh, we're coming with you. We'll, if you start running towards us, we'll know to to run the other way. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> if Humphrey is too much cookie, I just need your get out there, get out of there spell. I hear you about my get out of there spell. Uh, here's here's the problem is I haven't created a sanctuary in this world yet, so we'd have to come upon oh. a place that just exudes the, you know... I do whatever the fuck I want whenever I want because I can energy. So once we find that, then I'll be I'll be all set on that spell. But as of now, I, I haven't seen a place like that yet. Well, sounds like the Dragon Cave, but I don't know if we want to teleport back there. Florals and Kyridian is a perfect portable. I do what I want. It, it, it is. Uh, if he's willing to leave it here at this uh, grandmother's house, then we can do it here. Why can't it be portable? 
we need something to go back to. Listen, it totally can be, but if uh, it's portable and he has it on himself and we're trying to escape a place where we already are, where the Enchiridion is, we uh, will just <laughs> teleport right back to exactly where we are. Like he has the glassiest smile on his face. <laughs> like he understands the importance of what you're saying. But he cannot fathom losing his information again. Okay. Well, what do you think, Florals? You want to leave that book um, here? Like, I don't think you've ever seen Florals and Springs show this much emotion. And that's even after getting y'all almost killed. <laughs> no, he didn't care about our lives? That's crazy. How about when you are looking through the town, right? opening all the doors to see where everyone's at, see if there's any other footprints or heel prints throughout. You do come across the Violet Arbor's paintball arena. Oh, okay. I like it. This is a this is an activity here that you're you're doing it at the possibility of harm, but you do it anyway oh. because you want to, right? Because you want to shoot people with paintballs and it's fun even though it might hurt. Yeah. I think this is a good place. I'll tell you what. And she casts her sixth level spell. And she can't cast it again until she rests. So <laughs> So it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter until we rest again. But you now have a good escape route. That's yeah. good. The paintball arena is our sanctuary. Great. You've now got a fast travel point. So Edith has a sacred paintball field? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> There is absolutely no planning or forethought involved in paintball arenas. <laughs> it's strongly linked to my deity. Blessed playing this paintball. Gotcha. But yeah, is it now the four of you going on your stealth mission to kind of just scope out what's up northeast? Yes. Aren't we going to go see the path with my grandma first? Well, that is northeast. That is northeast. Okay, I'm really bad with directions, y'all. <laughs> well, no one pointed. We all we've been saying northeast. <laughs> so like, the sun is setting, so oh, we need to go that yeah. way. <laughs> we'll give you a little time to read the map, and that will give me time to do the gay agenda. Welcome to The Gay Agenda, the part in our show where we thank our patrons, highlight LGBTQ artists, and talk about any updates on the show. First, I have some patrons to thank, because I forgot to do a gay agenda last week. Whoops! First, I'll thank our newest bucketeer, Jonathan. I hope you know that we all adore you on this podcast, even though you've only decorated one of our nightstands. Speaking of one-night stands, we have a pickle to thank as well! That was... just leave it. A pickle of our eye is the top level of our Patreon tiers, and I get to thank our newest one, Magpie. Magpie is our first German pickle, uh, our first German patron as well. It's so amazing to have patrons stretching all over the world, so thank you for joining us, Magpie. Your merch pack will be on its way. I can't tell. Only Yonsei knows how long it will take to get there. But you have plenty of episodes and fun things on our Patreon to enjoy until then. I also have another pickle of our eye to thank. This person has been a patron for a long time and just upped their Patreon level to pickle of our eye. So thank you, Garrett. You're always so much fun at game night, and I appreciate the singing that you've done in our Patreon and the upcoming voicing that you're doing. And actually, Garrett is the first artist that we'll be featuring in the Gay Agenda. I mentioned that he sang on our Patreon, but he's not just a singer for podcasts only. As an artist, he tries to convey vulnerability and deeper connection through his music. So if you're crying, that's what he was going for. 
I can imagine how happy I'll feel when I'm finally in your space. When I'm finally in your space. You can find Garrett Bow and his single Waiting on Spotify. Now wipe those tears away because it's time for our players to roll perception. Actually, I would like you to roll perception and stealth because both will come into play here. I think both are going to matter at the same time. My perception is 21 and my stealth is plus 10, mm. 19. And then I'm going to do hide in plain sight again as well. So 29. Wow. I got a okay. 15 perception and a 23 stealth. Oh, I have disadvantage on stealth. I also do. All right. But you both have Pass Without Trace, so... I have disadvantage on stealth because I'm a cleric that wears big armor. Yeah, and then I put my other armor back on. Yeah, I had the black dragon scale mail that did not give me disadvantage, and I gave that away and put my other armor back on, which does give me a disadvantage. I got a 15 perception, and the uh, we get a plus 10 to our stealth? Yes. 29 with disadvantage. Whoa. Right? Uh, my stealth was a 16 with disadvantage in the plus 10. Oh, my God. That's great. Wait, I can do the music. Careful, they're going to come after us for a lawsuit. <laughs> I love it. So, well done. You've stealthily made your way through the forest. You can all become uh, in line of sight with the fairy godmother's house. It is a gingerbread large tree fusion home, right? So the gingerbread just kind of bleeds into the tree that extends up above the house. Just as described from others, there is a ring around the house about 70 feet wide from the house itself, and it is full of just gingerbread people people it looks like they're trying to walk into it or walk towards it they're all kind of facing that direction though towards the gingerbread house are they full-size people or did they like change to little tiny cookies ah they are still full-sized and i think humphrey and cleo humphrey and cleo with your extremely high perception scores you can see that there is a bird that is flying around in the forest and as it just crosses the barrier, it immediately turns into a cookie and falls to the ground. So oh, we no. should stay back. It didn't stop. It didn't hit a wall and fall straight down because it was flying towards it. So there was a gradual decline into the uh, radius. So it, it, it's some sort of a magic barrier. It was also high enough off the ground that you don't think you're going to be able to get over it. It's not like it's a small fence that you can just climb over. So this is a barrier that is really surrounding the whole place. This is considered a magical effect, right? Uh, yeah, it's magic. If I were to use... Because I'm wasting spe the spell slots today. If I were to use Dispel Magic, it has a range of 120 feet. It depends on how strong the spell is. Right. Choose one creature, object, or magical effect. And since it's a magical effect, I'm going to see if I can dispel it. Yeah, I mean, it is above third level, so you will have to roll for it. All right, y'all. Wish me luck. So I'm calling on Emma. And if you all have any buffs or anything, that increases my spell attack. Uh, 
increases your spell? Yeah. I don't think you should go in there. Well, like, I really don't think you should go in there. No, I have 120 feet range, so I don't have to be anywhere near it. Okay, okay, because there is obviously a circle, and I just want to see it. I don't think my grandma is silly enough to walk into here, but I really hope this is not where she went. Wait, I have a question. Do the footprints look like cookie footprints? Does that make sense? No, they are heels. That's right, they're heels. Footprints are heels. Yeah, and the footprints, well, I guess you're not going to get close enough to know that. Never mind. Well, Edith is going to walk up to Florals in spring and say, you know, <clears throat> thoughts and prayers, honey. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> and cast Bless upon him. Okay. And, I mean, just it helps you with your saving throws or attack rolls. All right, here we go. Big money, big money. Oh, you mother. I didn't pass. Okay. Then the barrier still stands. Okay. It was going to be a hard. It was going to be a hard one to pass anyway. So don't worry. That two didn't do it. Uh uh-uh. uh. So you see a billowing, billowing blue smoke, which is my anti magic, and it comes out of my Florian Prada, and it really just does nothing. It just kind of falls into dust. Woof. Okay. Uh, what you guys know at this point is that the footprints from the disappearances in the town have led you to the fairy godmother's house. You know it is protected by a barrier 70 feet from the house. And that it is not just um, bipeds or humans that are affected by it. Animals or anything that pass through. I look up at a cherry and I, and I say, do any of these carcades look like your grandmother? Yeah, I want to do a look. For sure. With your stealth rolls, you honestly can get close enough to it. Yeah, I'm still going to stick around the perimeter. Like, I'm not taking any chances. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to sure. be a cookie. I can't help I anyone don't... if I'm a cookie. Yes. So if you're, if anyone's willing to approach the barrier, at least within like 20 feet of it, I can give you a little bit more. And I think you're safe to do that, honestly. Yeah, Humphrey can. I was going to say, definitely Floral Spring is already in it. Yeah, cool. While you're circling the perimeter of the fairy godmother's house and looking at all these cookie people, Cherry, as you go through, you do not see your grandmother. Okay. Grandma, not a cookie. Now that you said you're looking at the cookie people, let's have everyone roll investigation on that, and I'm going to see if you guys figure out something. 24. Not 20. 21. 12. I got a 19. I have advantage. Wow. I think everybody but Edith figures this out, and maybe you're just gender blind. You don't see any female gingerbread cookies. They are all male-presenting gingerbread cookies. Oh. Was that bird male-presenting? Was that bird male-presenting? Well, must have been a male bird. Could have been colorful. (laughs) All the birds in Fairy World have dongs or tits to make you know they're gingerbread. (laughs) They don't have dongs or tits. They're just colorful or not colorful. What is wrong with you? But they're human-sized. The bird had a human-sized dick hanging down. <laughs> Just imagine like a small bird with huge double knees. Stop. <laughs> I noticed that, right? Yes, all of you noticed that. Cool, I summon Emma. Okay. <laughs> I summon Emma and I say, Emma, it, com- it has come to my attention that all the cookies that in front of you are masculine or male-presenting. And since you are femme, I think you can possibly get through here safely. Sorry, Emma. Go ahead. And she looks at me and she's fuming, but she's going to do it. 
Okay. I, I need a little bit more about Emma just to know what happens here. So Emma's... Huge tits. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I needed. <laughs> what I need is... um, So she's a fairy. What's the connection that you have to her that you can like... How is she always tied to your hair, I guess is... When I was in the fairy world, we were childhood friends. And we just became companions. Okay. Cool. Perfect. So we're going to be sending... Emma in. As Emma begrudgingly flies into the barrier, you do see that she's able to pass it without turning into a cookie. And she turns back and looks at you and kind of gives you a thumbs up. And then the front door of the fairy godmother's house opened and Emma is sucked inside. Emma! And the door slams shut. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> so I immediately start writing in my Enchiridion that the house is sucking in uh, femme or female presenting individuals. And then I look at everyone else and say, sorry, it looks like the both of us, or sorry, those of us who present femme have a better chance of not dying of cookiedom. Sorry. Wait, Emma is a summon. Right? That's what I was wondering, is if you can just like summon her back. I sure can. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Wait, it doesn't cost me spells anymore. It just takes time. How much time does it take? Uh, Fey reinforcements. The spell's duration becomes one minute for that casting. Oh, that's not bad. Edith, if it's possible, can you relay a message to my dearest friend, Emma, and ask her to take note of everything that she says inside? And if she happens to say uh, Cherry's grandmother... All right. So he, here's the thing. Listen, I'm feeling real uncomfortable about this, this whole relationship you got here with Emma uh, and <laughs> just with femme presenting people in general. Uh, you just push them through a barrier and then expect them to report back to you. I, I don't know. It all feels quite, quite gross. I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go in there and talk don't. to her, make sure she's safe. Do that. Whatever you say that I yeah, tackle this, you. <laughs> this fairy godmother seems a little problematic, to be totally honest. As the person who quite normally be so okay with you going in there first, since I was the one that almost killed you, it probably would not be like the best idea. Emma can easily be summoned back. And I think that the best way that we can fix the situation is to allow Emma to analyze the surroundings and then report back here promptly. All right. All right. I'll, I'll okay. Get, get off me. Get, just, and I do get, a okay, double right. back tuck yeah. off of Edith. Roll it. <laughs> That's a 15. Okay. You know what? You, you might've landed this one. <laughs> you might've actually done it this what? time. Is that the first one? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if it was a one, you were going to backflip into that barrier. Oh, my God. Oh. I was ready. Right. Edith, Humphrey isn't the first to turn into a gingerbread. Edith stands up and dusts herself off and says, all right, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll send a message into Emma. And she Emma. does. She casts, what's it called? Sending to Emma. And the first thing she says to Emma is, hey, Emma. Are you free to do what you want of your own accord at this moment? Can she respond to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think it's only one message back and forth, isn't yep. it? Yep, each spell slot. Why do you have to be this way? 
It's in her head. You don't know what she's saying. No, but Jonathan is pissed. <laughs> and Emma will respond back to you. I do declare I'm stuck in a cage right now. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. A bird cage, in fact. All right. So uh, team Sh- uh, Emma here is not free to do what she wants of her own accord. She is stuck in a bird cage uh, right now. A bird cage. Can you please tell Emma that her job is to analyze her surroundings? And when she is done, she'll be summoned out of that cave, parsed heist. Oh, wow. So there's a, mm. a, you know, a little, like, fine print on you rescuing your, your good pal there? Yeah, sort of an indentured servitude is what I'm getting. That's what I'm hearing, too. Uh, hey, Cherry, can you give me a description of your grandma so I can give Emma... She's got really nice eyes. Okay. She always smells like muffins. Okay, nice eyes. Smells like muffins. What kind of muffins? I don't know, like muffins. Okay. She's yeah. old. Smells like baked goods. She's old. Okay. I'd like no color hair. Does she have hair? What color are her eyes? <laughs> Nothing like that. Is she a wolf? I should say a question. How tall is she? <laughs> What what color is her skin? Like, nothing, <laughs> nothing like that. Just kind eyes and smells Maybe. like muffins. <laughs> We've already established she doesn't know her grandma's name. She I her mean, grandma. I'm eleven. I never called my grandma like Grandma Elizabeth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So so anything else, Cherry? Like any other descriptors of this woman? I mean, she looks like me. Okay, kind all of. Right. But her hair is white. She's got white hair. All right. Okay. White hair. Is it, is it long? Is it short? Is it? I mean, she could have had a fish tank. That's right. She could have had a haircut. Jesus. What? <laughs> she had a fish tank haircut. I was looking at my fish tank. Sorry. Is that like the new rat tail? Like a fish tank? No, I was just looking oh, at my no. fish tank. I think it's like, a, it's like a bowl cut. They put a fish tank on your head. She's got square hair. So it's like down to your shit instead. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, I'll do that. Um, and oh. so Edith sends a message. As she's sending the message, she's drinking out of her coffee cup and it says Realm's Best uh, Female. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. And as she's sending the... We don't need to pit women against each other. You know? No. And that's but fair. She's the best. She's doing it for a reason. As she sends the message, she's going to put like a toe in in the barrier but she says to emma before she puts her toe in there she says is is a uh, cherry's grandmother in there she looks like cherry but she's got white hair she smells like baked goods and she has real kind eyes just really nice eyes um so you'll hear back from emma first before we address the dipping of your toe hmm and Emma will say, I do declare, there's about 50 bird cages here, all full of women. I don't know who I see, but there's a lot of them. And there's another woman here who put me in this cage. All right, there's a woman that put, put Emma in a cage, and there's about 50 cages full of other women. Not sure if grandmother is in there. But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to poke a little toe in. Was it, was it a woman or was it the drag queen that... Is it just a feminine presenting drag queen? It, Emma did not explain, just said woman. 
but I'm gonna just stick a toe in here real quick, see what happens. Great. Then I'm going to need you to roll me a constitution saving throw. I think con oh, makes the most sense here. You don't have like a re-roll or something? Can I get a re-roll? <laughs> do you have a way to do I a have like a dash option. Like Cherry can move really fast. So Cherry can dash. move really, really fast. And she's on edge. Can I like do an athletics or something to like yank her back? I did roll a four. Okay. Okay. That's absolutely doable. So here's how the scene is being set then. You dip your toe in and of course at first nothing happens. Of course you're not turning into a cookie. And then the front door swings open and Edith starts to get sucked in, toe first. Cherry, you're reacting by trying to grab her. Yeah. Roll for it. That was so close. I got a 28. Almost, an, it almost was a one. Then just in time, Cherry's able to run over and snatch Edith back over the barrier. Whenever the door opens, can I send an arrow in? That would be a quick reaction. Which, I mean, it's gonna be a high DC, but you, or a high AC, but you can try it. Yeah, okay. I just told you there's 50 people in cages yeah, in there. what are you... Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Floral shoots an arrow into the fairy godmother's house. It smacks against the wall. A wheelbarrow appears and just falls to the ground. <laughs> clang, clang, clang. <laughs> if she didn't know you were there before. So I gather that the individual that is absconding these young ladies is the fairy godmother. Yes. Edith is going to walk up. Are any of the cookies kind of warm fresh cookies oh kind of warm is really good um yeah there's at least one that is most recently warm yes she's gonna walk up to them and touch them on the shoulder the cookie shoulder and use greater restoration which is a fifth level spell you are you are going to be passing the barrier again by touching them, uh, she's right? just gonna stick her f- hand in i guess well she's gonna say all right okay so i felt that pull me cherry can you grab onto my arm and hold me while i touch this cookie real quick make sure i don't fly into that door i really don't like this decision and she's turning into a wolf <laughs> she's mad <laughs> i mean I-, I get that you don't like it but will you do it yes <laughs> <laughs> just i got a rope can we can we tie the rope to a tree and maybe you hold on to me and the rope also holds on to me just in case I like that so we're going to Edith's going to reach her hand over which means I'm going to need another constitution saving throw cherry you can make another you can make another throw to save Edith and I guess you can do it with advantage since the rope is also okay. holding her. In the rope around her waist, there's a little extra. Uh, she's going to actually stick both hands in. And as she's touching the person, tie the rope around their waist. Wow. Okay, cool. All right. Then go ahead and, and make your rules. And then we will decide what happens from there. 17 con. Wait, constitution saving? 18 yes. con. Okay. Especially with the rope. We're fine with that. Okay, so you're going to reach your hands in. The door is going to swing open, trying to suck Edith in. As you're pulled towards it, you wrap the rope around the warmest cookie person. (laughs) Cherry will pull you in from outside the the boundary. And you're now pulling this gingerbread person out of it as well. Is that my understanding? Mm -hmm. And casting Greater Restoration to... <clears throat> undo okay. a debilita- debilitating effect, which is 
like petrified that ha- one effect that has petrified the target or one curse okay. great and it just does that right there's no role. well i have to choose either one effect one curse did we do we know if this is a curse or if this is an effect do i know if this is a curse well, would or would humphrey know would we have known with all the info we have all right well i'll do i'll do just a, a, a curse yeah which is smart this season is called cursed anyway so yeah so then you can pull this gingerbread person out and when you cast greater restoration they will turn back into a human person and they will just be on the ground kind of catching their breath just and their breath smells insanely like gingerbread it is all that's coming out of them Maybe it's that their uh, insides are turning human less quickly than their outsides. Who knows? But there's a lot of smells coming um, from this person. Quick question. Yeah. I thought, um, are they turning back human or their regular form? Okay. Because I thought that if Humphrey tur- used all his... I thought that if Humphrey used all of their magic and turned all the way cookie, we wouldn't be able to turn them back. This is true. Right. Um, and you can kind of tell that there's different magic being used here. Humphrey's was used directly at him with the intent to curse Humphrey. Um, this barrier was not pointed at one person. <clears throat> the fact that this is so easily reversed by remove it by leaving the barrier maybe makes it seem like this isn't an aggressive move, but more of a defensive move. So... Yeah, if only... Uh more people and creatures defended the place they live. Like stood their ground or something? <laughs> From people invading. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, just like in case a stranger came in and stabbed him in the eye. Yeah. Really protect their... <laughs> I'm not going to touch this with a 10-foot pole. Um, <clears throat> actually, I'm going to put a 10-foot pole between you two. <laughs> I want to turn to this gingerbread person and just kind of ask them where they're from, what happened to the village. I'm going to take it back. The person that you turn is, the person that you grab is not human. When the gingerbread cookie person comes back over the barrier, it's actually a bird person. It's a Kenku. Okay. Oh, God. They can't talk. Kenkus can only, well, typically they can only like repeat phrases or sentences they've heard someone else say. It does talk in mimicry. You're absolutely correct. And actually, where's the character at? Because this was created by our. Our good friend Steve, 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 Steve. Ah. <laughs> Great. There might have been seven there. I don't think it was seven. Steve. One more. Steve. There you go. Okay. So it's, and it's not exactly a Kenku. This is actually a magpie bird person. Okay. So slightly different. And oh, I just realized that they're Australian. Great. Thanks, Steve. Accent I can't do. <laughs> the. <laughs> So the magpie is a bird person in a suit and tie, a long coat as well. And you're asking them where they're from or what was your question, Humphrey? Are you from uh, Violet Arbors? The Kenki will go, bird, no, bird, no. Okay, well, I've gleamed all the information from this bird that I can. (laughs) (laughs) The bird will stand up and kind of look at your hair, Humphrey, and start kind of inspecting it, especially the blue parts of your hair. Kind of little nibble and little nip with the beak. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, does anybody else have a question for this bird? Because I ah. have a magic trick I would like to try. Do you recognize me? How long have you been here? The bird pulls a 
long pipe out of its bag and starts smoking it and goes, bird, name F. Bird, name oh F. Oh, my God. It's fucking bird. I knew it. I knew that it was bird name F the whole time. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> but I guess it's funny. This is the solution to that puzzle forever ago. Uh, okay, bird name F. Oh, isn't that what I suggested for the answer for one of the riddles? And it's not wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Humphrey is going to rub their hands together and say, okay, uh, I have an idea. Uh, power was gifted onto me and maybe for a reason. So I'm going to use one of my psionic energy dice dice to we kind of like flavored that it was fairy godmother magic Mm. and I'm going to use it to create a protective field around this creature bird name F. Okay. So I guess technically it's a reaction to expend. I ask um, Cherry to kick me. No hesitation. Right back. (laughs) (laughs) I, as a reaction, create a protective field around bird name F and I, I, it just, it creates a pink bubble of fairy godmother magic around this bird creature. And then I shove him back into the field, the force field of cookie magic. Incredible. You kick him back. That's so good. I want to see if her magic will protect us against her magic. Very smart. In fact, when you kick bird name F, he goes, falls back into the barrier. And inside this pink bubble still remains a bird. There is no cookie transformation inside this protective sphere. Oh. Since I don't think you've cast this before yet, have you? No. I have a bunch of stuff I can do with psionic dice, but I've only used it for like the, the wing to escape the dragon. Well, there is an immediate floral scent that comes from this protective shield area. It smells like fresh flowers right before you kick them through the barricade. Mm. I do. It says it's a momentary shield of telekinetic force. I don't know how long it lasts. Oh my god! So great. I mean, it could just disappear immediately. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is that bird name F get, stands up and goes bird bird name F and begins to try and walk back out, and then the shield dissipates and he becomes a gingerbread person again. Okay, so we've learned a couple things. What exactly? <laughs> uh, through science, and he looks at florals for like some some backup, lots <laughs> of support, like ethical. Yeah, like I'm breaking out my Enchiridion trying to back you up. Well, fairy godmother magic can protect us from fairy godmother magic. We just need something longer lasting. All right, I'm 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 not okay with this. And Edith just holds onto the rope and says, I'm grabbing him. We can't leave. We can't leave Bird Name F out there. Bird Name F there's went like back. a hundred. Why are you so concerned about the one right. person when there's a bunch of people around the house? Because right. I met him. Okay. He said four words to you. No, bird, name, and F. I don't care. I saw him as a human, or as a, sorry, I saw him as, as a, a person, <laughs> and I can't unsee it. And now to know that he's trapped in here, and all these people, let's start with bird, name, F. I feel, I feel guilty. They saw her face, and if we just leave them, they could get mad at us, you know? How far are we from the front door of the house? The barrier reaches 70 feet. Okay. I am able to use the fair godmother magic to propel myself with wings 
about 60 feet, which could get me to the front door. I don't know if I would still turn full cookie. All right, I'm, I'm going to grab him. Maybe something, maybe he can just go home. I, I don't know what, what, what they're going to do. And she's like, all right, I'm going. And she's just moving slowly, holding on to the rope, <laughs> waiting for someone to also assist. But she's going through the barrier to grab bird name F. I really don't think that I, this one person is important. I still don't know where my grandma is. Like everyone's important, Cherry. Her shoulder starts going through the barrier. The moment you say that, I pull on the rope and I say, I think that our job here is done for right now. Remember, we have a mission to escort the uh, miners to the North Cave so that they can they appease the king by bringing the king more resources. And okay, but this was just a surveillance mission. I know, but remember, I feel like this is destiny. I said, I said bird name F <laughs> when we were in Scurvy's house. And now we meet someone who says bird name F. It's a sign. It's a sign. Edith, sometimes it's not just a sign. Sometimes the combos just have a little jerk. So what we should do is not do this yet and escort the miners. And we will revisit the situation at a later date. Well, okay. Give me one of those, not the spare, the pharaoh, the pharaoh arrows. Give me one of those. I take one and I give it to Edith. And she just shoots it at the bird person F's feet. So that way they have something to okay. eat. If they become uncookied. A cookie okay. bird? Then you want them to eat a bird? No, pharaoh. Pharaoh. It's going to turn into pharaoh. Oh. Yeah, there's a bowl of pharaoh that appears on the ground in front of the bird. Gingerbird person. Well, I thought you said it was one of the sparrows. <laughs> How sick would that be? Right. Just Here's a bird sparrows to, there to turn into cookies. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, no. Uh, I do. Uh, I fully intend on coming back and rescuing bird name it. Yeah, we gain some information when we can use that to reapproach this situation. We just need to get a little bit of our own fairy godmother magic. That is a perfect place to end this episode. Now that you have some new information, you're going to regroup. You found out quite a bit about the fairy godmother's house. And before we do any more risky business. Yeah. Uh, not to mention on the next episode, we can find out what Emma knows from being inside the house. Emma. 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 <laughs> Join us next week on Roll Gay Roleplay for the continuation of the cursed storyline. I am Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade and on Twitter at Chris the DM. I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. I'm Brandon. You can find me on TikTok at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay. Hi, my name's Katie, and I don't exist online, but uh, you can find me at your local farm stand. <laughs> She's a local cryptid. Yeah. And I'm Jonathan this week because he forgot to send me this part of his audio. So you can find him on TikTok at Groundbreaking33 and on OnlyFans at Houston Hot Pocket. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.
an RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.